0: This is Subject to This and Ace Attorney Fancast. I'm Stephanie, beefy and steaky.
1: I'm Michelle, the wet, tepid slaps of someone with no confidence.
2: <laughs> and I'm Kevin, a baby tugging on a man's mustache.
1: <laughs> uh, indeed! Hooray. Here we are. We've done it, everyone. Gak is out.
0: <laughs> also commonly known as the Great Ace Attorney
1: Chronicles. I, it, has this caught on yet? I haven't read the news. <laughs>
0: Uh, i I have no idea, however, I continuously call it gacked. Gacked
1: like this singer.
0: No, I just call it gack because that's what it is, okay,
2: uh, yeah, as opposed to gack like the Nickelodeon substance.
1: We all should remember we all no one should ever forget the Nickelodeon substance,
2: and just like the substance, I want to be drowned in this game. <laughs>
1: Okay, well, do we have anything that's not spoilers to do, Stephanie, before we go to Spoiler Town?
0: Um, before we go to Spoiler Town, I just want to say thank you for the people who excitedly emailed us, uh, just saying like, "Hey, I'm not dead." Love those emails. Love you guys for saying that because it does make me less worried in life. Um, so thank you guys for just dropping in, saying hi. Everyone seems really excited about this game. People have already played it, said they love it, so it's making me excited. About spoiler towns, we're about to discuss. Um, and I don't think there's anything else I got. So we can just get to spoiler town.
1: Okay, let's do it. First case! We're just doing it. Get great A's, A's Dirty Caracles, Case 1's Departure, right? We all know Ryunosuke Naruhoto, Grandpappy Phoenix. You're a student, and you're found at the scene of a murder holding a gun, just like everyone else in their senior year.
0: <laughs> uh Michelle, I want to stop you even before you get into that because what? we had an anime cutscene at the beginning of this game, and I just need to know it looks better than the anime.
1: Of course it does, and then well, of course it does. The anime cutscene is like something something Japan, something something the Meiji era, <laughs> right? something something still better looking than the anime. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. All we better can looking than here. the anime. Japan has just opened its borders. You know, History of Japan by Bill Wirtz, That's the opening cutscene. <laughs> Just
0: go watch that. <laughs> yeah, go watch that. That's easier.
1: <laughs> anyway, you've killed your professor from your university in a fancy Western restaurant, which is important because, as we know, Japan has just opened its borders from the Bill Wirtz video. <laughs> and the West is coming in quickly. So your best friend, Kazuma Asogi. Asoji? Asogi? Asogi? How, do how does one pronounce dead boy's name? <laughs> Kazuma Asogi. You're right. That's Asogi. A- okay. Please note, I haven't started the second case. That's not a spoiler. I don't know if he dies still. I'm just saying, <laughs> as I have I, been for months.
2: Michelle's been saying that Kazuma's going to die since the cover art was released. So. Yeah,
1: back in 2015. <laughs> Indeed. So I just want people to be like, hey, how dare you? No. Anyway, so Kazuma, Kazuma's there. He's He's... Uh, student at your university, but also just got credentialed to be an attorney and he's going overseas to Britain soon, and he just is, you know, one of those people who's infuriating to be around because they're so good at everything all the time. So, he's he's like, I'll defend you. Hey, by the way, did you do it? <laughs> did, you, did you kill the man? Uh, and you're like, no, Kazuma. Uh, so, Kazuma like, goes and talks to the judge, and um, you're... The girl who's on the cover as your sidekick shows up with another one of your professors and she doesn't really do any talking. Her name is Susado, but we don't know that yet. And then another professor's there and the other professor's like, hey, um, your friend Kazuma, he's been authorized by the government to go study law in the British Empire, which is really extremely good and we are really extremely shitty. Uh, so don't fuck this up for him. And you're like, What? Uh and he's like, if Kazuma fails your trial, then he's gonna get his permission to study abroad revoked. So maybe he shouldn't be the attorney on your trial, wink wink, nudge, nudge. Uh and you're like, What? And he's like, Okay, so then <laughs> so you're gonna get into the trial and the judge is gonna ask you a question, okay? And and is like, yes, okay. And he's like, when you get asked the question, you must say the words I do, no matter what. Okay. <laughs> Ryanosuki is like, yes. Okay, got it.
0: Do you want me to describe any of these people that we're <laughs> meeting or you just wanna keep you wanna keep barreling through this? I, I, do you wanna you can
1: ex, you can explain the professor, because Sasato is not in this trial a whole lot. So go ahead for no. Sosato.
0: <laughs> okay, we could yeah, we'll we'll hold it. But for the professor, he uh uh Yukijin uh Mikatoba is his name. Eugene he is Oh Eugene yeah Eugene I just I just skipped. There it is. Okay. So he's like a fairly distinguished looking older Japanese man. He's got like silver back top hair. It's kind of graying brown on the sides. He's got thick eyebrows and a bushy mustache. And he's wearing like a blue over kimono with like a five white petal sakura, like in a circle, like looks like a family crest on his kimono. And then um, it's like on either side of the front, kind of like reminiscent of Simon Blackwell's like situation. I can't call when he wears a kimono uh, <laughs> jacket, whatever it is. Uh, and then for the professor, he's got, like, an inner red layer, and then, um, his blue over-over thing is tied in the middle with this big pink poof. It's very big. And some rope. Uh, he's got a brown-black obi. His arms are constantly, like, folded into his sleeves, and I would put him at a classic Ace Attorney broad. And then he holds a fan, because he's super Japanese. Uh, he is the professor of forensic medicine, and uh, yeah, that's basically it. like kind of like a distinguished, wise professor kind of guy,
1: which I do think is wild because we spend a lot of time stressing that like Japan doesn't have any forensic medicine. Japan doesn't have like a good police force. We like Japan just opened up. Like, there's so much ripping on Japan in this case that this dude being a full-tenured professor at a university in in forensic medicine is just truly wild to me.
0: It's truly wild, and they also say something like later that kind of like, I'm like, did you guys mess up your own timeline? Because he's like, ah, oh, me and this guy go way back. And I'm like, Japan opened its borders three years ago. Do you mean three years ago? That's not way back, my man.
2: I mean, three years is an appreciable amount of time to be friends.
1: Well, it, they did imply later that... that Mikotobo professor went to England and taught in England and that's how he met the victim who we could say cuz that's the next thing the victim's Dr. John Wilson <coughs> Watson so uh-oh so it's- Oh actually fuck I didn't catch that at all <laughs> Oh you didn't surprise Watson's dead but we can't say Watson because Sherlock Holmes doesn't allow it so yeah this is this is Watson from the books he did. Uh, he did. But yeah, I guess if, if Professor Mikotoba got out of Japan while the borders were closed and went and studied abroad and then came back, they could go way back.
0: It just seems unlikely. But he could have. Yeah,
1: it does seem unlikely,
0: and Wait, I that's think, that's a side note. We can put a we'll, pin in that. We,
1: maybe we'll get into it more though, because there's a there's an interesting balance in this game, which is to say, it really wants to be historically accurate for some reason for for like a handful of things, and then for everything else, it doesn't give a shit, and that throws me off my game. Yeah, we'll come back around to that. Put a pin in that thought. <laughs> anyway, so. John Wilson Watson, uh-oh, he's dead. Uh, He's been a visiting professor at your university for all three years that the borders have been opened. Uh, the case is a big deal. Turns out that the government has closed the trial to the public and only military and government officials are allowed in. We agree to advocate for ourselves to save Cosma's dreams because we're a good friend, I guess.
0: We say I do, except I fucked this up as the player. I super did not say I do. <laughs> what did you say? I, what is even the other option? So the so basically the question is, is like, uh, who is the lawyer? Who is representing, who's representing the defendant, right? And you're supposed to, as, as Ryunosuke, you're supposed to say, I do. I represent the defendant, right? He's supposed to represent himself. Yeah. So I said, like, I'm like, hmm. I don't want to do that because I'm an idiot baby. So I'm just <laughs> going to let my friend take care of me. And if you say no, um, basically, Runowski goes like, uh, no, but this is going to ruin my friend's life if I fuck up. So, like, I have to do it myself. So he forces you into a yes. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Classic so Ace Attorney false choice.
0: There's a couple of those in this one. Is way. there
2: really something wrong with this statement? <laughs> Should I enter this into evidence? When is the answer ever No. <laughs>
0: Never. It has been no like uh, like twice I think in the entire franchise, however, I do like yeah, it is a it is the very first question that you as the player get to pick and I got it fucking wrong. so we look great <laughs> oh. <laughs> at least you didn't get a penalty for it. it's true um
1: but okay, so the the reason why this case is closed to the public is because. The British Empire in Japan have just signed the a treaty called the Anglo-Japanese Treaty of Friendship and Navigation. And so the government needs to convict someone for killing this Western dude as fast as possible to save face. And they are sending the report via telegraph this afternoon. So, like, we on a timetable. So we bring out the first witness, who is the waiter from the restaurant, and his name is Satoru Hosunaga. Stephanie, you could decide. You could describe the waiter.
0: Oh, I shall. Let me pull. There he is. Okay, so he's the head waiter at our fancy Western restaurant called La Um He kind of has a very classic butler look. I would say to him, he's got a white shirt um, that's like long sleeve. The the cu- like around the cuffs, it's kind of billowy, but it's, uh, it's. I think that's just a little bit of flair they got there. Uh, but he's got like um, a shirt with black and white arm garters. On top, he's wearing a black vest. It's double-buttoned. double, bu- double buttoned. Uh, White towel over one arm. And then he has in his breast pocket of his vest is a, like, little double triangle pocket square. Uh, on his, like, collar or, like, his, like, button-up situation, it's, like, diamond-shaped small ruffles that lead to a blue little bow tie. The man is pale. Like, sickly pale. Yeah. I bring that up because it's important. And then he's wearing, like, half-framed circle glasses that are silver. His eyes I would describe are, like, dead eyes. And he's got tiny eyebrows. His hair's a little side part. It's kind of like a very normal kind of haircut. It's just a side part with brown and there's a big streak of gray through it. Um, I don't know how else to describe his hair. I'm trying to think of, like, a famous person who's got, like, similar hair, but the only person I can think of is Zac Efron, and that's way too long. A short, yeah, a short Efron, I suppose. Not
1: his hair, but his paleness is you bring up because he he's just coughing up blood all the time. This man,
0: like first thing he does is immediately cough up blood, reticled at his thing, and then he just wipes it on a towel. And I bring this up because it's important to me because it's very upsetting. I was gonna say it's not important
1: to the case though because you just describe it as him getting upset, like in the narrative. You're like, wow, he seems really upset. <laughs> like what? I'm sure it'll come up later, maybe
2: his uh, anime coughing up blood disease,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: he just like he's like I just I just work really hard I'm tired but I, it's for justice
2: no it's the consumption we all know it
0: I know what it is <laughs>
1: yeah he's got he's got consumption but um So he testifies, Hosunaga testifies that no one was around, and when he came running after the gunshot, even though Ryunosuke swears up and down that Wilson was dining with a woman, oh, woman, uh, he gives us a map, which he drew on the back of his business card of the restaurant so that we can refer to it, and you're like, oh, okay, and the judge is like, enter this into evidence, please, and he gives very upset and starts coughing up blood when you enter his business card in the record. And you two dum-dums are like, huh, Why? He, I wonder why he's so mad about <laughs> his business card. Anyway, we bring up two witnesses. They're both up at once. One of them is a military officer called Iesanosa, which I think is the first pun that we have encountered.
2: That um, I, That's not true because you have skipped over the opposing prosecutor.
1: You have. Well, Auchi Pain, we've talked about, I suppose.
0: Um, but I guess for people who are not, like, you know, fully caught up or listening to all our episodes, uh, you do before, like, when the, case, the trial starts, you do need the pros. His
1: name is Takesuchi Auchi.
0: Yes. And he just, like, basically, it's like, if you put pain in samurai clothes, there you go.
1: <laughs> That's him. So what is, so explain to me the pun in Takesuchi Auchi.
2: Ouchie sounds like pain.
1: <laughs> I thought that was the translation, right? Basically, like his name in Japanese is ouchi, but I think they translated it to
0: pain in in the US. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's the pun. Is no, I think that is his name. I think it is ouchi in Japanese, and they just translated it to pain to be more obvious of a pun for us. A Orig- in the original OG trilogy. But ouchie is still a a pun for the Japanese, I guess. In Japanese, I'm sure not it, the Japanese.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it is. What I was looking out for was puns from which maybe "ouchie" is is a pun from the translators. I did not read that article that was floating around from the translators because I didn't want the spoilers. Uh here here we are with "yes and no,"sa which I think is the first translated pun. What's
0: the pun? I didn't catch it.
1: It it sounds like yes or no, sir.
2: Because he's in the military, you see.
1: Yeah. I didn't say it was a good one.
2: <laughs>
1: just that it was one. All right.
0: Well, do you want me to describe him?
1: Uh, well, let me answer the other guy okay. though. So the other one is a purveyor of articles of antiquity of Nippon, uh, and his name is Curio Korekuta, which may also be a pun because his first name's Curio, like curiosity, because he's like a he's like a antiques dealer. But I also am not sure on that one. You can describe them now if you'd like. Uh, I to.
0: think curio, I think you're right. Kuriyo was part of the the pun. I just don't know what the last the, the last name.
2: Uh, you could read Koryakuta as corrector. Kyrio corrector, interesting. Or uh-huh. a collector, basically. Oh
1: yeah.
0: Okay. Corrector. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, Isanosa. Okay. Now that I, <sighs> I hate it. Isanosa. Isanosa. Um, I hate it. Uh, So he's got like a like very classic green military outfit. Um, And then he's got like a little bit of of like what looks to be like a like a split in in half hourglass, like bit of red on his collar. Um, but twisted around the front and back of his outfit, like it looks like over his shoulders, is a magenta material. Uh, we'll get into that later. Uh, his hair is shaved on the sides of his head and it's like graying and On top is slick black, a very classic military cut kind of look. Um, and then he's got a very like angular mustache and his eyebrows. And they're like, it's hard to describe these angles, but they're like high kind of Little triangles where the I don't know. Yeah, they're just like weird triangles on his on his face.
2: It's almost like the hands of a clock. Mm. Maybe not quite oh, that. Yeah. but
0: Yeah, to give that kind of like look. And he's all of his actions are very military-y. You know, he slams his arm down and you like points. He salutes. He's got like a slight like bounce with his hands behind his back, and then. But he
1: fucking makes the sound of a baby crying every other sentence that he finishes. So just keep that in mind. Right.
0: Uh, and then Curio is, uh, an elderly man. He has big, like, the big hanging Buddha ears is how I'd describe them. Uh, he's got a brown wicker-looking hat thing on his head. (laughs) It looks like a wicker basket kind of thing. Uh, and his head is very long. It's a very long face and head. Uh, almost like an upside-down, like, teardrop kind of shape. Like, it's, like, round on the top, but, like, pointy on the bottom. Um, and then he's got big bushy white eyebrows, a long white beard like it goes past his stomach. Uh, his robes are purple. he's got like a single lens glass. it's not a monocle because it's got the little nose piece on it uh, and then his li- and he's got like it goes like over his ear too. His lips are like very sunken in um, it-, it looks like he has no teeth but I it- later you see him smile. And it- he has got some teeth uh, and then he's got like a be- big be- uh, beaded brown bracelet and he's like very shaky uh when he's like holding his jars and he scrutinizes them and waves them around like he's like Robin Newman would hold shoes and stuff up he holds up his like various like pots and a knife uh no one seems to care about the knife <laughs> nobody cares about the knife not even when
1: things happen with it um i my comments about the antique dealer is that he's supposed to talk kind of like fancy and old-fashioned-y, I think, but it just sounds like Yoda from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah,
2: it does.
1: it does. Like, the quote I wrote down here was, hmm, a veritable phantom thief you are. Like, yeah, that's Yoda from Star Wars. <laughs> right? Like, right. uh, yeah, no, it's Yoda from Star Wars. But anyway, let's go. So the they were dining at the, the La Carnival, which Carnival is also a pun because it's spelled like carnivore, right? But Carnival and all they sell is fucking beefsteak. So, so antique dealer, uh, was there looking, he was doing a deal, basically like selling antiques there. Um, at the time of the gunshot, the antiques dealer says that he was on the floor looking for a dropped item, which is an antique Hoei Koban coin. And he didn't see what happened with the gunshot. The soldier swears that he saw you do the shooting, um... Ryonosuke is like, hey, I saw a gun on the floor and I picked it up because I thought it was the professor's gun and I was gonna give it to him, and that's when the gun went off. Um But this is the this is the first time that Ryanosuke is trying his best to do a good old
0: fashioned hold it, and when he slaps the table, it's just a like a wet slap. It's a very I- wet slap. And then he like looks at his hand and is like, oh, oh. anyway.
2: I, there yeah. yeah. There's like a panic as like why didn't work? Why didn't my slap have an impact? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, how come I can't slap good? I love it. Um, uh. So during this testimony, Yesenosa, the military guy, testifies that you did. Sh- he saw you, Rianoski, shoot the man in the back. But you're like, well, he died from the chest wound to the front. And this is when it's revealed that Yesenosa has a baby tied to the
0: to his back. Uh, Yeah, the magenta, like, cloth things were what tied his baby to his back. And we're all really
1: judgmental that he couldn't get a
2: babysitter.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the old man antique guy was trying to sell the coin, but it vanished from the table. That's why he was on the floor. He didn't find it. Everyone keeps denying that woman existed and avoiding eye contact with Reynosuke. Reynosuke just keeps being like, but the woman... Uh, the prosecution, Ouchie Payne, introduce a photo of the table of the victim, because we have photos. I, uh, it's very fancy. We don't call them
0: photos, though. They're photographic prints.
1: Photographic prints. Yeah, we have photographic prints. But there's a photo of the table that the victim was eating at, and there's only one place setting. So we do some pressing... We discover a medical report from the victim's pocket. They were like, we didn't introduce it because it was useless. But then you read it from the dentist, says he couldn't eat anything for three hours because he was anesthetized by the fancy new anesthesia laughing gas straight from the, the. I almost said the European <laughs> Union, but it's not. It's Great Britain, the empire. Um, and so we're like, haha, there's a plate of food on the table. Therefore, there was a woman because he couldn't eat. Uh, and then the two witnesses reveal they were lying, uh, when we threatened to perjure them, and they say that, um, you know, they, they were lying, and Payne, Payne claims to not know that they were lying. So now we have to prove who on earth could have influenced these people to lie. So with any good A's attorney case, we flip over the business card that the map draw. <laughs> <laughs> And we reveal that the waiter is a cop. What? What? So Host, Inspector Hosunaga reveals that he was undercover investigating incidents at the restaurant that are unrelated to this murder. They're not. He admits that the woman was there and that he sealed the restaurant after the gunshot and then got special orders to remove her from the scene and conceal her presence to protect the nation of Japan's relationship with Great Britain. Good job, team. Kazuma's like, oh, yeah, there is an exchange student in the medicine program who is a woman. And her name's Jazeel Brett. <laughs> and so the judge is like, oh, yeah, I guess she needs to be brought in. Go get her. So we have a resource
0: recess and then the lady's brought well, in. Which is really good on the judge because we get a glimpse of the judge. He's kind of like unremarkable. Um, but we talked about before, he just looks like a very Japanese version not of Aji, just looks like a judge. Like, a black, black beard, classic Japanese kind of thing. He's got a gavel. Um, and basically, at this point, he's just like, uh, Payne's like, we have to give a report to Britain. And he's like, we need to learn the fucking truth first. We ain't just gonna prosecute this boyo just because we need to uphold Britain. We need to, like, actually uphold the law in our country. So we Way are to go, going judge. to get her. And I'm like, hell yeah, dude, hell yeah. Yeah,
1: he's a good judge, you know, as far as they go in Ace Attorney, because he is willing to kill you at any time. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and he does say some things coming up that I'm not super jazzed about, but... Um, Well, everyone does. Yep. (laughs) Don't they?
2: (laughs) Things get pretty dicey in a sec, but...
1: Yeah, so... um, We bring in the British lady, Payne, which is... I will say something is like pain is super into preserving the relationship with Britain for a dude who's dressed like a samurai and like, seems extremely traditional. Um, but you know, whatever. Pain and, uh, Brett's brought in and pain and the judge are like falling all over themselves for her being so lovely and so British. Uh, so I guess you could describe her definitely Yeah.
0: Um, so she, uh, so while I described our waiter dude, or our investigator, uh, Hosodaga, as pale before, I would describe her, she's also very light-skinned, but like a porcelain kind of color. Like, when you think of like a China doll kind of porcelain, That that's like the kind of color skin she's got going on. Uh, her whole jam is she's got a huge hat that you cannot see her eyes Um, I mean, if you picture, like, in Howl's Moving Castle when Sophie's mom comes in and she's got that huge hat on her head and she's like, look, our customers will love it! Uh, it's like that big. It's just, it's got a whole freaking swan on it. Um, it's got black plumes, the swan has a little pink bow on the front, it's the, there's pink, purple, and indigo flowers all around. And then, uh, she is only most of the time in profile. Uh, She has, like, light butterscotch brown hair that's got, like, three, like, curled up into curls, three on each side. Uh, she, There's a pink ribbon that ties the hat under her chin. She's wearing, I would call, like, a Victorian period blue, light blue dress, white gloves. Uh, It has some white ruffles across the skirt, and it has a bustle that kind of, like, looks like swan plumes. Uh, She has more ruffles, like, up the front, yellow buttons on the side. Uh she's holding a black masquerade black uh black masquerade mask on a stick. And she uses that every time she goes forward. She is looking at you with the mask on. The eyes kind of squint when she smiles, but otherwise they're kind of still small slits. Um And then uh there's like chiffon rose of white right right roses cascading or right white rose of more chiffon like down her skirt with like dotted with pink roses. So she's like very idealistic Victorian blue soft colors, lots of flowers and a fucking swan on her head. <laughs> she does have kind of a, a poofy feather butt tail in her butt. Yeah, zone. yeah, that's where the of bu- uh, the, the bustle is. So the bustle has extra like plumes on it. Uh and all of her actions are very much like she does like a weird side curtsy. Um, she holds her like wrist to her face, holding her mask upside down when she's laughing at you, or like you know, like mm, you think you've got me, boy, kind of thing. Um, and yeah, it's just sp- I want to say spoilers: we never ever get to see her eyes in this case, and I feel like you spend the whole time just waiting for that to happen. <laughs>
1: I did, but I guess we'll get into that, too, at the end of it.
2: I would (laughs) like to zoom out for a second. Her name is a pun, as well.
1: What is her pun?
2: It's an obscure literary... Well, I say obscure. Uh, So, Giselle Brett uh, is a pun on Giselle Bullet, which is the uh, way that John Watson was injured uh, in the Sherlock Holmes books that made him have to quit the military.
0: Oh, that is extremely neat. That's fucking stupid. Hey, Ace Attorney, yeah. you did it too heavy handed and stupid. Sorry, adjusted? sorry. Wait, no.
1: So that one's stupid and not
0: General Jar Jar Brinks, Mister That No, this one's <laughs> stupid. Listen, I didn't have words for that one because I was so girl. I was mad about it. All right, I'm hitting the point now where I'm like. So, in spirit of justice, huh? You just kind of said peace, peace and loving and understanding. Peace,
2: peace and loving and understanding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and now I, I
1: like... had a, I had a freak out about that for well, twenty minutes, and everyone's like, "How come Michelle hates spirit of justice
2: pun?" <laughs> At least Giselle Brett is subtle enough that, like, it just reads like a name. Otherwise,
0: I would say it's not a pun though; it's just a reference.
2: I guess so. I mean, her name isn't like Lady Shoot Watson, even though that's what it means. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I guess spoilers for this episode. She did it. <laughs> as any good classic first case, you kind of have all the yeah. players already. Well, that is very interesting. I didn't know that. So that's very good. I've gotten 0 puns. I've gotten 0 puns so far in this game.
2: We can we can get to the baby as well later, but
0: I forgot the baby's name. But yeah, we'll get to the baby.
1: Um, here we go. So, Let's resume. So, Hosunaga translates for her because she doesn't speak Japanese, which is super weird because she's studying at a Japanese university and can't speak Japanese right now, asterisk. But it's okay, because our boys speak English, and they're going to Britain or whatever, so it's fine. Pain. I do need to take a minute to talk about how Payne feels like he's being super racist when he when she comes out because he keeps talking about how she's like a snow white angel and you're like black hearted and evil and shit. It it feels bad. Feels bad, you guys. Agreed. Um Anyway, so she testifies she had a late lunch with the professor and they both had carbonated water, but she couldn't possibly carry a gun in a dress with no pockets. And you're like, all right, hot stuff. How come there was only one glass on the table? And she's like, well, I stole the other one because I was afraid. You know, like I I concealed it uh, by placing it in my handbag because I didn't want people to know I was there. You're like, aha, you had a handbag, so you could have brought a gun. Well, too bad. Uh, Hosenaga took a picture of her purse, and it was a mesh bag that you can see through, which is extremely fashionable in Great Britain, and all the ladies carry them, according to... Ouchie pain. <laughs> uh, there's no gun. So you're freaking out. Trial's about to end. Uh, but then you point out like, hey, uh, in this picture of the handbag, we also see the dead guy's arm and he's got a weird scar on his arm that looks like a bull. And it's a, it turns out to be a burn. You're like, that's weird. And it's to the point where the judge is like, you have to show me literally anything in this photo that might be interesting. <laughs> and so you're like, what about this burn? Well the burn mark matches the the plate of steak that was on the table. There's like a sizzle plate on a wooden plate for the beef the beef steak and uh that's you're like, hey that that bull looks exactly like that burn mark. So then the whole courtroom is like, well nobody heard him yell, and if he had burned his his wrist he definitely would have yelled nobody's even yelled in the last few weeks in the restaurant because Hazanaga would know well the only logical answer is he was already dead clearly Clearly. so now of course you've got her in a corner she reveals that she can speak Japanese but also that she's racist about it
0: (laughs) yes she is very much like uh, the reason I wasn't speaking Japanese of course I can speak Japanese I'm studying here I just didn't want to disgrace my mouth with your filthy language
1: it's really bad. It's really, 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 really racist. But we continue. Um, so we finally get our, like, through two testimonies at once, we're talking to him and her, like, the cop and her, and we finally get our way around to poison. And so she's really insulting to the Japanese police force, and she like she's like, in Great Britain, you know, they keep all the evidence and they don't let it go away. Uh, we t- learned the lesson of cross-examining two people because while she's shit-talking the police, Hosunaga's over there bleeding from the face, <laughs> and he's like, "I actually," he's like, "I actually take all the evidence. I don't care if people call me like a crime scene thief. I took the carbonated water from the table. I have it here, and so just what we needed. Uh, we proposed the bottle of water was poisoned, but our They, he, Hosunaga's like, well, we already tested it for all poisons available in Japan and there were none. Looking pretty bad for us. Also, good wording, Mr. Hosunaga. (laughs)
0: Thank you for wording it that way.
1: Yeah. Thank you for saying we tested it against all poisons known in Japan. (laughs) So Susato comes back. She breaks into the courtroom, you know, classic ace attorney style. I suppose if you want to describe Susato at this point, Uh,
0: we described her quite a bit in last, but she's very, very much a traditional, like, traditional female icon of japan um which i only say it that way because uh that's the way that the artist keeps describing her but she's very reserved looking i said last episode is a kimono she's wearing a hakama which is the pants and shirt combo it's pink with sakura blossoms it's got the same emblem as the professor on it uh it's reminiscent of that her hair's kind of tied up in a weird way but just kind of reserved and she's got very like she doesn't look like a fae, but, you know, has enough of the same vibes to give you that classic assistant feel. Um, yeah, she
1: has, like, what if Maya was from 200 years ago and also uh, very reserved instead of playful. That's the vibe. Yes. Um, so she bursts in and she introduces herself as your ju- the defense's judicial assistant. Of course... Women are not allowed in the courtroom unless they're testifying. So Payne is like absolutely losing his shit that she's here and is absolutely an asshole to you. Like, how do you even have a woman as an assistant, you piece of shit? At the Anyway, she's like, hey, five minutes, please. And the judge is like, okay. <laughs> you know, so she comes over to our corner and she's like, hey, I was over at the at the university. I found and stole Jaziel's research I was able to summarize some of it on this note, but it's all in English. Good luck, boys, basically. So Jazeel's been here researching curare, which most people who know mysteries immediately are like, oh, curare, of course. (laughs) Uh, But but it wasn't me. I Googled it
0: just to see if it was a real thing. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, probably not Stephanie, but everybody else. Uh, So her research is about the effects of curare on human subjects. The boys have no idea what curare is either, but Susato said in her summary that very small doses applied through a wound no matter how small paralyzes the body for a little while and then in, like, kills the person. So, hooray, we've got it. Um, You worm your way through testimony into announcing that, including like presenting three individual pages of the summarized pits at once, but you do it enough that Jazeel freaks out and she's like super insulted that you, you heathens would basically announce her research uh, in public as though it was your own. So now she's going to be hoity-toity about that. Uh, and then is racist and condescending for a while. And then has uh, Hosunaga, pour, Hosunaga pour her a glass of the carbonated water and drinks it. Which everyone in court freaks out about and is like, well, clearly it wasn't poisoned. Your case is over. But we point out that it was a poison that was historically used for hunting and has to enter a small wound in order to be poisoned. So it wouldn't be poisonous via ingesting. And the only person in the world who would know that best is her. So she's doing research on it. Um. And she starts to do her break a little bit, like she kind of. We have people's breaks in this game are kind of in stages. So she she enters her first stage of her break, which is where the swan comes to life. <laughs> yeah, the
0: swan the swan just starts walking, and it's not it's not great. <laughs> it's just like, oh,
1: okay, yeah. this
0: swan's alive. Turns out, I don't know how I feel about that.
1: And she's fully dropped her politeness. She's, like, being an asshole to pain now. I,
2: I do believe that, like, once the swan comes to life, her aesthetic changes from, like, a uh, graceful Victorian to Power Rangers villain.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly the vibe. But she's still wearing the Batman Yes. Mask.
2: I mean, that's part of the villain aesthetic at that point.
1: I suppose so. I, yeah. Or and I and guess I...
2: you could say Phantom Thief Persona 5, <laughs> like... <laughs>
1: She's wearing far too much clothing for that, but yeah. But like a Persona 5 uh, palace villain, I suppose. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so she points out, like, if ingestion is safe, then Dr. Wilson would also not have died from drinking it because he ingested it the same way she ingested it. And Riyanosuke does this thing, which freaked me out a little bit and not, not, like, freaked me out, like, scared me, but he gets... This is Rianosuke's first real objection where he's actually like taking it and, and gonna, gonna do it good without the wet hand slapping. Um, and he says, I wrote down this quote cause I was like, what the fuck? Um,
0: oh, this probably freaked me out too. I think I wrote it down. Yeah. And that's what I think So it is. he,
1: he starts feeling a sort of conviction to break down all the discrepancies. It's so intense, almost rage-like. And more than anything else, it's an animalistic desire to take down my prey. Yeah. And then he objects. It, that fucked me up a lot. I guess we'll talk about it unless we want to talk about it now. Um.
0: Oh, let's come back to it. Let's come back to it.
1: Okay, let's come back to it. So anyway, he does that and then he objects and he says, the doctor just had a tooth removed at the dentist and he had a wound in his mouth. Therefore, he would have been poisoned by the water. Uh, at this point, Jazeel takes the bottle and drops it on the ground, and she's like, ha-ha, too bad, I slipped, and you you won't be able to ever prove it. So at Co- Cosmo's like, okay, kid, last chance. Uh, you got to use your like ex- impeccable memory and find something else we can lean on. So Ryunosuke starts remembering really hard, and then the photo that we have of the plate of food turns to color, and we see that there was blood on the plate. And so he remembers there was blood on the steak plate. Um, which does not appear in the black and white photo. So this implies the shooter was facing the victim across the table. So we're like, hey, inspector, I know you stole a bunch of evidence. Did you happen to take the plate? And he says, yes, I took all the plates. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> I, at the, yeah, at this point, I love the inspector. <laughs> um. So he brings out the plate. Uh-oh, there's no blood on it. So we're like, What? Why is there no blood? So we're we're desperately like trying to prove because it's always our last chance. So like we're desperately like, okay, what can we do with this steak plate? So we lift up the steak and Chekhov's rare Koban coin is under the steak. Um, (laughs) So clearly this is the wrong plate. So you're thinking, I know, hey, I like I know you're thinking clearly we just say, well, it's the wrong plate because she didn't have a Koban coin underneath it. No, <laughs> we have to bring back out the antique dealer, the shoulder, they're the soldier. So now all four of everyone is on the stand. Hosunaga says that there have been thefts from rich westerners at the restaurant recently. That's why he was undercover. You blame the sergeant. He blames the baby. <laughs> He, he, you're like, you're the thief. He breaks. The baby starts riding him like a horse and then flips forward on the stand. And then the baby and the dad are mirroring each other, but only for like one shot. And then that stops happening. This, the soldier admits that he goes every three days to target someone so that he can steal something because his wages are so low in the army. He hid the Koban coin under the stake after the murder to not be arrested as the thief. But, I don't know if you noticed in all that, we still have it pointed out as the wrong fucking plate, right? So, so the judge is like, well, I got to let this lady go. She says it's not, you know, she says this coin holdings nonsense and and all that. And during this exchange, the sergeant reveals that he eats steak with his hands by chomping on it. Jazeel's like, that's madness you you guys are animals and monsters so uh-oh rionoske is like hang on she says that she eats her plate with she eats her steak with a fork and knife if you look at the bite marks on this steak it shows that is it was hand chomped right Great. So we get her on the fact that this has roundy round bite marks in it and not cut with a stake, but we don't get her, a reminder, because the fucking koban coin is underneath the (laughs) stake.
0: Don't forget.
2: Yeah, they took a real circuitous (laughs) route to this problem.
0: Yeah, so I... It's a classic Ace Attorney thing where you gotta present three things before you can get to the point I, the player, wanted to make.
1: I don't see. I wrote down here. This part really feels like we're just fluffing out the case. Why do one plus two equals three when we can do one plus eight plus ten divided by three times 365 times zero plus three equals three? None. Of,
0: like, why? Why do we have to do this? We used to do it a lot more in the OG trilogy. I suppose so. It's also it's a bad callback. I'll say it's a bad way to call back to the OG trilogy. Yeah, because
2: they're just like, but none of it
0: is a formal cross
1: examination either, though. Like it's all side conversation. Mm -hmm.
2: They just thought they'd take a little time out of the case to solve a different, unrelated case. (laughs) That's that's (laughs) classic Ace Attorney.
1: (laughs) True birds, one stone. I do. My next paragraph is just one sentence. It says, I haven't had a cross examination in so long. My family is starving. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So anyway, it turns out the sergeant switched the plates. It was the wrong plate. Wait, what?
0: It was the wrong (laughs) plate? It was the wrong
1: plate. So you're like, hey, Hosodaga, do you have the other plate? The one with the fucking blood on it, my man. (laughs) So lo and behold, he brings out the plate and there's blood on it. Almost as though at the beginning when you said, hey, do you have the plate with the blood on it? He should have brought that one out.
0: But he brought the plate that was on her table and it's because the sergeant switched the plates later because he panicked because he had the coin.
1: He panicked because he didn't want to get caught by the cops, so he switched the plates. Anyway, plate, blood on it, therefore she shot him from the front. That took 36 minutes. Anyway, she she has her, finally has her break, her full break, but it's super racist. And her swan hat comes to life and drags her all across the courtroom and starts having chicks. And then she flies away to heaven.
0: She, yeah, it like has angel music where she like, she like puts her hands and like folds them in prayer. She's on profile. There's light. And then her swan flies her straight up into the sky. And we're all just kind of staring at it.
1: And everyone has chicks on their desks. Um, So she tells us now, she says she meant to poison the professor and leave, but since Rinosuke visited the table and saw her, she had to change her plan. She placed the professor's gun on the floor, hoping that Rinosuke would pick it up. And he did, like an idiot. And then she, she had her own gun underneath her skirt. Clearly, it's so long ago that we cannot compare ballistics to fingerprints of a gun. Is what I have here in
0: parentheses. I'm so mad because we just never fucking count the number of bullets in the gun that Ryunosuke is holding. I didn't even think of that. That's that's like, all I could think <laughs> about this entire case. <laughs> uh,
1: you're right. But so she, what the waiter slash investigator Put us, Ryunosuke, into, like, the pantry and locked us in, and meanwhile, she turned the professor's chair around to face where Ryanosuke would have been standing. Case is over. Payne swears vengeance. Kazuma gives an anti-boomer speech uh, and sw- does sword stunts and cuts Payne's knot off and says that in a thousand millennia, the Auchi clan will never measure up to the Naruhoto clan, which is the most a curse fan service shit I've ever heard um the judge mentions that Kazuma has a mission overseas and he should like fulfill it we get not guilty they throw soccer to petals instead of confetti we go out to the the um it's not the lobby it's called the I don't know anyway the lobby and Susato's there her dad's there Professor Mikatoba Kazuma says that he's definitely bringing his katana to Great Britain since it is his soul. This is obviously foreshadowing, I write, because he's going to die.
2: <laughs> Kazuma tells... death flags Asobi.
1: <laughs> and they're is everywhere. He... In, Boy, in I the official art. I
2: can't.
0: is holding a sword.
2: It's <laughs> true.
1: Mikotova tells us that Jazeel G- is not going to face a trial and because she's going to leave soon for Shanghai. Um, we're like, but why? Why won't she have a trial? Hosunaga reveals that it's because of consular jurisdiction. A British consular must hear her case in secret. Consular court. Uh, the treaty states that this shouldn't happen since it wasn't a serious incident of political nature. Nonetheless, British government has demanded custody of her. But we have to, you know, we all resolve to effectuate change in the system and all that. Um, anyway, it's time to celebrate. We decide... We're gonna go to the La Carnival with Hosunaga and he'll provide steaks and librations and it's gonna be great. Don't think about it. Susato's like, I'll go process your paperwork, and I won't come with you to the party, I guess. Um, and then we. But kinda... during
0: this time, Susato, she's like, "Congratulations on your victory," and she smiles at us. And then her dad comes out, and she immediately stops smiles, smiling. And I was like, "No, Susato."
1: Oh, that's an interesting catch. I didn't even catch that. Same. We kind of. Fade to black and ponder about the fact that we're never ever going to find out why Jazeel did it. Um, so that sucks. Uh, we thank Kazuma and and he says that you're going to be the best lawyer ever, Ryanosuke, And Kazuma uh, wants to ask you for a favor, but then we get interrupted and he doesn't ask you for the favor at the end. That's it. <laughs>
0: Uh, Michelle, you forgot the most important thing, which is Kazuma tells Ryunosuke what's the most important weapon for a lawyer to have. Michelle, do you as a lawyer know what the most important weapon for a lawyer to have is? It's a sword. No, you <laughs> need to believe.
1: <laughs> you need to believe, believe in your client.
0: I mean, So we... Kazuma is a relative of Luffy from One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> Naruto. Naruto. <I> <laughs> a
2: protagonist.
1: Soul Eater Evans. <laughs> Okay. Um,
0: thoughts? Um, so overall, I, like, enjoyed playing Ace Attorney. But, man, this case fluffed itself out a little painfully.
2: <laughs> it was as fluffed as Eel's outfit. <laughs> that's, yeah, <laughs> that's
0: really
1: true. And um, Ace Attorney is doing this thing lately... And maybe it'll stop happening in this game, but like they like to raise the stakes by saying this is your last chance or like this is your last cross-examination all the time for everything, which unfortunately has me still having the reaction of going, oh, so the case is almost over. But like, no, the case is not almost over. They've been saying it's the last cross-examination since literally the first (laughs) cross-examination.
0: That's basically what the, like, they, they stretched it out, It that's what really made it feel so stretched out, was they kept saying, this is your last chance, this is the last time, this is your last, like, that was really, really what graded on me, in terms of this case.
2: Yeah, it's, it's difficult when, for a short case like this, you know there's not gonna be a day structure to break up the action, so, like you have no concept of how f- far in the case you actually are how close and yeah. far you are to victory um so it is I I'll. I understand like they do want to make the stakes dramatic and for a first case the the stakes are relatively high on this one that's true because um, Ryusuke is already sorry Ryunosuke is already uh Deep in the shit, <laughs> um, and yeah. it's all—it's also an international incident.
0: I do think we have like good stakes that are juicy for a first case. Like, I like it. Like, oh, our main character is holding a gun. We introduced guns in Japan already. Dang, Dang. you know, um, international incident. Okay, it's got high stakes. Uh, you know, like we are—we are the ones on trial, and we want to protect our best friend. Like, the stakes are good. The problem is they just keep rubbing it in your face every two seconds there's a part where kazuma's like i don't know my dude you might have to you might die like i don't i can't think of anything else to save your ass right now um like that's kind of like oh shit i don't know what i'm gonna present next so it had a good structure and it had good stakes i would say
1: yeah it didn't really need the this is your last chance this is your last chance
2: yes and we probably we probably could have done without solving the mystery of the Koban coin, because uh, it really, it kind of grinds the momentum of that particular part to a halt a bit.
1: A- Absolutely. Because you, yeah. were,
2: you were getting close to, like, uncovering Giselle, and they're like, but hold on, don't you want to know who stole the coin? <laughs> I'm like, not really. Yeah, not-. yeah.
1: Not really. And then they're like, well, you'll never know why she killed them. Bye. <laughs> you know, like, but you will know about that coin, won't you?
2: <laughs> well, yeah. to be fair, I think uh, there's, like, a couple things going on with that. Uh, or at least the, my my current prediction, uh, as I played the case especially, was, like, um, I wonder, is Gazeel going to be a Moriarty-like figure?
1: which is true. I kind of assume that she might come back yeah, later. Yeah. Cuz I
2: who as a person who has killed Watson like right. that that's a pretty significant thing to do. Uh if indeed uh Professor Wilson has any connection to Herlock Holmes, like Herlock's not going to be happy to hear about this.
1: No. Yeah. You're you're totally right. I just find it like in, interesting Observate, ob- observing the case in itself because we haven't played the other one. Yes. We can assume that it'll come back but like the case itself ends with Koban coin check. Jazeel having a mysterious motive and, and Ryunosuke like Ryunosuke says straight up we'll probably never know why, yeah. why she did
2: it. I, Instead
1: of being like I am intensely curious I wonder if I'll ever find out. You know like something like that. Yes
2: and to be fair, with j i I haven't finished the game or anything, but with what limited foresight I have, I think we're setting up a theme on this one,
1: which is that the government's bad and not, change is good and
2: not not about the government, I mean specifically about uh never knowing the truth,
1: oh okay interesting
2: uh a, a, like kind of injustice and dissatisfaction. <laughs> But we'll we'll see if that pans out
0: interesting um now I do have a lot of like good things that I want to say that I'm so far like happy about of I guess it's more of the game rather than specifically the first case but like uh you know we're kind of used to ace attorney like characters having a set uh, a specific set of actions right like Phoenix scratches the back of his head he signs the table he objects right mm-hmm Uh, But everyone's got so many. I was trying to take notes on them because I thought it'd be easy and then everyone has a billion of them because the benefit of the 3D animation and they actually did it this time is everyone moves really fluidly between their animations. Um, So a lot of them have a like put their hand to their chin thinking animation and then we'll go back to an arm crossed thing. And they like move pretty well between the two. So it's not like, you know, your classic... Paper, paper stuff. Although I will say there are random parts in the case. When you, like, are looking at evidence, you get the 2D um, art pictures again. And that's weird. But it isn't bad. It's just different. But I do think that it's, like, I think they do a good job with, like, just the amount of variations that we have with people. It gives them more depth. Yeah. Um, I think that they did a lot of really good things. I was I really, really hate that Ryonosuke raises his hand in court and looks like a fucking deer in headlights.
2: <laughs>
0: it's I get it, I I get the point, and like, yeah, like he wouldn't stop doing that right away, but man, I really, really feel embarrassed as the player for him that he keeps raising his hand. But we do like see the transitions where he like learns how to slam a table forcefully without like panicking a wet slab. <laughs> he he lets out a real objection, although I am disappointed his real objection is a soft British boy. I
1: I was gonna say that too, is I'm kind of disappointed on, on Rienosuke's voice is kind of like a soft, like tepid objection. It doesn't really Objection. feel triumphant. It doesn't feel proud, like even after him being like, "I need to hunt down my prey," and then he's just like, "Objection," <laughs> right? And I also don't like the yes. Granted, I
0: hate the yes. We knew
1: we weren't gonna like the yes, but seeing the yes in action, I like it even less. Uh, I haven't figured out yet if it's because it's a joke, because they they often have him yell yes instead of hold it, and then his immediate next word is no. <laughs> <laughs> which might be a joke but I can't I, tell I just don't like it I think
2: it is a joke I, I think a lot of this stuff is in service of portraying him as a rank amateur mm.
0: well so here's the thing is I thought it was just vi- It's so Uh, in, Japan, in Japanese culture you say like "hi," right like you mm-hmm. say yes for a lot of things and it's not just like oh yes like you're like you say it for like I understand you say it for I'm here you say it for oh hey like instead of saying like hey or, like, hold it. You say, yes, hi, hi. Like, it's an attention getting worn in Japanese. So, I think it's a literal translation thing. But maybe it's a joke because I didn't catch the yes, no thing. He, so does, that's pretty he does it
1: so much. It'll be like, you know, we must declare the verdict in this trial. And then Ryanosuke will go,
0: yes, no, the defendant demands the right to cross examine. You know, like. So, it's like a cultural thing for him to scream, hey, like, yes, hi, like attention thing. But I think it is, like, as an amateur rookie would do it as someone who just like is fresh in school and like learning the rules so it hopefully that goes away I, or he replaces i imagine it, he'll I do it, it less
2: is. but we'll see
0: or stop raising his
1: hand
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um i imagine he's gonna be continuously put into more and more uncomfortable situations so probably not but we'll see probably not
0: but I don't, you know, I don't like that one of his damage animations is he gets flung into the wall behind him and then he slumps down the desk. <laughs> it's very painful to Aww. watch. I do like that he, uh, you know, he does do the head behind his hand, classic Narihoto thing. Um, I also do like when he has the aha moment and he slowly turns his head to the side and stares off in the distance with his mouth open. <laughs> and Katsu's like, what do you see, boy? <laughs> <laughs> What is it, boy?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, thought that was pretty good.
0: I like that aha moment he gets. It might get annoying if he does it too much, but for so, so far I- I've enjoyed it. Uh, I actually really like Kazuma a lot. Uh, I thought I would just be like, whatever, dead boy. <laughs> Go in the corner with Clay. Uh, but so far, like, I don't know. He's a good mix of, like, a confidence friend, I guess, who's, like, not perfect because he couldn't really figure out your trial for you. Um, didn't tell me to turn the evidence around I had to figure that out myself
2: <laughs> he is after all still uh, a law student
0: yes so I don't know I just like I like the way they handled him I really love Hosanaga. he just keeps saying he's like I, I seek to do everything perfectly I forget what his catchphrase is uh, but he just, like, really wants to do everything as, like, thoroughly and perfect as possible. And he, like, holds up his fist and smiles at the camera. And yeah. I'm like, you're adorable. I love you. Yeah, uh, I do. I do like him a lot.
2: That man's chock-a-block full of justice. Yeah. Oh, um, In a good yes. way. And
0: not, a, <laughs> and not like, a sneaky phantom way. <laughs> so I think, like, they did, like, a classic good Ace Attorney, good characters... Uh, Michelle you had not finished you were not as caught up as I was at this point so I messaged Kevin when the fucking baby rode his dad like a fucking <laughs> bongo ride and I was so upset I that is the one thing about this case is I was legitimately put off by this of this game by this baby interaction and we just never talk about it again we huh? never nope. talk about it again
2: oh this is a great time for me to say the baby's pun name
0: yeah say his the name baby's name Ido. Uh,
2: it's Ido Nosa <laughs>
1: I don't know, sir. So. I get it. So they are trying to do puns. But the puns are like C minus. <laughs>
2: character de- character designs C- are great. C-. But-
1: and they might be C minus for this reason, which maybe we're, we're toeing the line a little bit. So the puns are designed to sound like Japanese names. So I don't know about you guys, but I do a little bit of like. I attempt to pronounce the Japanese name. I go, well, that's a Japanese name. And then I move on. Like, I'm not trying to dissect them as puns because I'm trying to be respectful.
0: Oh, that's why. That's 100% why I didn't catch any of the puns at all. Oh, I just like, was like, I was like, that's a Japanese name. I guess we're just being very Japanese for this first case. I hope it's more fun later. Uh, <laughs> and that's that's all I did. I was like, oh, we we're really like, phoning it in with, all, completely with the names. We're just not trying anymore. I did not even attempt to think These were puns. Um, But I think, Michelle, you and I are not necessarily typical. True. In this, in this, like, we're not typical of the players who play this. we don't, like, we we came in being like, this game's racist, so we're just going to try to be careful. And I don't think most people are coming in like that. In which case, most people are going to be shocked at how racist this first case is. I think, I feel less... Uh, shocked. I guess at the racism than you are. You because every time you're like this is uh, and I'm just like oh yeah yeah that was pretty bad. She said, "I refuse to
1: speak your. I refuse to disgrace my mouth with your filthy tongue."
0: Yeah, no, th- I would say like that part was really bad, but like a lot of the things were like I'm like yeah, that's racist, and I I don't know. It just like. The shock value, like, didn't personally affect me. I'm like, okay, she's racist. And I kind of just, like, put it in a box for my feelings and move on. Okay. So maybe I've just compartmentalized it already ahead of time.
1: Maybe. We'll see. I'm going to probably continue to be upset about
0: it. That's, no, you you can't be. You should be. I'm just saying, like, I'm like, that's the reason I'm not... Which I guess this is
1: what I was talking to at the beginning, which is where this game is like, well, we gotta be historically accurate about the racism and the treatment of women, but we don't have to be historically accurate about literally anything else.
0: Right. I don't know. Uh, uh, there were other a couple of good parallels and nods. I forgot to mention this when I was talking about, like, uh, with with, like, the stakes of this game. When we get, um, we get Miss Brett to come here onto the stand, and everyone's treating her. They treat her the exact same way da- they treat Dahlia, right? Yeah. They get, like, trying to let her off the hook every second. Like, oh, anything for you, ma'am? Oh my God, she's beautiful, kind of thing. Like, we get the same Dahlia treatment, which, like, we don't have a romantic entanglement in this case like that, but, like, it was. I feel like there were, like, enough good nods to Ace Attorney. We had turned the evidence around. We have a Dahlia throwback. We have the high stakes. We have a, a hot Clinic, a Hata Clinic, Uh, you know? Yeah kind of throwback so i don't know i felt like there were enough good nods here but at the same time like they weren't necessary but they didn't distract per se although the i mean the dalio but that was just because like we had to we had to watch pain lose his mind over this woman and that was yeah you're right like the pain thing was like he was so like trying to please everybody but then was trying to be super japanese at the same time and it didn't make sense
1: I will say because he was like the most grounded pain, though. Like all the other pains are way more insane than this pain is.
0: That's true. He was pretty grounded, and he wanted to just finish the trial. And yeah. he wasn't trying to do it sneakily. He just was trying to do it.
1: I don't know. What are your thoughts, Kevin?
2: Uh, On everything. On everything, huh? That's it. Or anything. That's a big, a big net. Yeah.
1: I'm busy googling when the camera was invented. Uh, uh
2: yeah. I mean, pain. Um, he did spend a lot of time, like, of course, disrespecting you for being a, a newbie who doesn't know the law, which makes sense in context. Yeah. He's not wrong about that. Uh, yeah, I think his uh, reaction towards Giselle is weird and gross, but um, but I guess also not unexpected for Ace Attorney as a series
1: yeah, I suppose.
2: Um, so at least I don't find it as shocking. Um could we do without it? I believe so, yes. But here we are with the game as it is. Um the the amount of the copious racism I'm uh waiting to see if there is a larger point behind it than just portraying history quote unquote.
0: It would, it would be nice if there yeah, is. Yeah, it would be
2: very nice if there is. Or at least I... um. Like, drawing a di- distinction between characters in the story who are very racist versus the story itself being a racist story. Right. Right. That remains to be seen at this time.
1: Yeah, I guess we'll have to see. We have two games. Yes. Although, hopefully oh. they get to it in the first one, if they're gonna.
2: That would be nice.
0: Um... I do want to go back to this fucking baby again. <laughs> okay, the 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 bonky baby thing also pulls his dad's mustache, where it changes him into a Wario. Yeah. Um. But just really, like, I understand that he's poor, and the Japanese government has issues, and this is kind of our insight to that—the fact that the government doesn't pay enough people. And haha, <laughs> lol, you're gonna become a lawyer. The government will not pay you for you and all your ancestors. Um. But, like, do you think we're going to come back to that? Do you think that's going to be a parallel for later of the government doesn't pay? <laughs> I think knowing that we go to Great Britain, no. But maybe in the second
1: one where we come back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was also wrong in the last episode, which is a, a very in- late in the podcast correction. There are 10 cases total uh, and not eight.
2: Yes. Okay. Um,
0: so we have a lot of cases, so we'll see what happens.
1: Um, wow, that's ten whole months of content.
0: <laughs> yeah, wow, you guys are also super excited. Um, and I'm sorry, this is like my last note I have, but I'm sorry, all my things, my thoughts are out of order. But uh, you know, how, like, let's go back to the very end where we cut his hair and we do a very self serving. Let the pains never beat the the rights yeah. in all the futures. Um, let's pretend though that Kazuma actually just put a fucking curse on him. Is Kazuma a witch? <laughs> Wouldn't this be a better story? Well, magic is real.
2: That's true. Magic
0: is real. So I know he's about to probably die because no spoilers, but you know, look at him. It was his dying. It was his last thing he did before he died.
1: Stephanie is his final curse.
0: <laughs> I just, I just, I assuming
1: I hope- he dies at the start of the next case, just like Mia Faye.
2: What a strange <laughs> assumption to make.
1: Yeah, wouldn't that be weird? What, what a
2: wild the, thing it would be if that were to happen.
1: It would be such a callback to hashtag the original trilogy if they were to just kill your mentor figure the next case, wouldn't
2: it? it wow. I I mean, it would be almost too... <laughs> I can't even finish it.
0: <laughs> Kevin has played a little bit of the next... Or has played the next I case. Have. If not all of... Yeah, so Kevin can't speak to that, but... Let's focus, okay, on, we have our future predictions, obviously, but like overall, I think we all kind of land on the same page on this case. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed myself. I just wish they didn't keep saying this was my last chance every line. could, Yeah, th-
1: good, but could have been better.
2: Yes.
0: Yeah. I felt it, it hit all the classic beats. It taught me, who has never played a, a PL versus AA, how to do the multiple witness thing. Although it was very one-time thing, really so we'll late how- in, right late in the case to do it too. That's yeah. true. Uh, you know, not a lot of cross examination because we spent the entire time just letting Miss Brett talk, and we never get to see her fucking face. That really, <laughs> really did it in for me because that wasn't a satisfying break. That break was not great.
2: Well, because yeah. I imagine it's not the real one, right? Because if she.
0: Oh, yeah, that makes sense. If
1: she's gonna, We have to see her face. Right,
2: if she's coming back, if she's a more important Moriarty-esque character, then that dissatisfaction is just leading up to something else later.
1: Oh, watch so- her have a hideous scar, which is to say she's going to have one tiny scar exactly directly across the middle of her forehead,
0: just like Godot and his hideous facial scar.
2: <laughs> of course.
0: Um, I hope that's it. I hope it's not like, oh no, she's super disfigured because she's a w- disfigured woman, and that's a different problem in media. Oh,
2: that's true. My, yeah. My hope is she's just hiding her identity for because she's a murderer.
0: <laughs> you know. that would be helpful. But hey, you know what? We never learned the true face of the Phantom in DD. So that's true. Maybe she's the Phantom. Maybe she's uh, an ageless Phantom.
1: Um, the last thing that I want to talk about, if I can cut in. Is the music? What do we all think about the music? I
2: I like it. I don't. Is this a trick? Is this...
1: <laughs> no? It's not a trick. It's not a trick. I. It's very mellow compared to all the other
0: Ace attorney games. That's true. Like even the even the objection theme is very mellow. Uh, that's. I really like it. I think it fits so far. I mean, it fits the game so far tonally. It's got a little bit of the Japanese like classic flair. But still hits those Ace Attorney beats. I just think it also like sounds very smooth as an orchestra, and it doesn't like feel disingenuous to Ace Attorney for yeah. being an, an orchestra soundtrack.
1: We've got all the we've got all the storage space possible in the Switch, <laughs> so yeah, it's like a full orchestra and stuff. I think it is good. I just wonder if it's gonna get bumpier, less mellow. Yeah, if we don't get bumpier when we go to Britain, that's a good point. Um, uh, because. For now, I, it's kind of like I could put this on at, in any doctor's office lobby and no one would be upset, <laughs> you know? Hmm.
0: I did just watch a video where someone was listening to a piano version, a slow piano version of the Black Parade. And they were like, are we really doing this in 2021 in <laughs> at like a doctor's office? Yeah, that's
1: exactly what I mean. It's not bad. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's bad. But it does not get me pumped like how the objection 2001 objection theme does
2: that's fair
1: pets pump up jams
0: my guess is we're going to work up to it based on just how we're working up Ryonosuke right now like with all of his actions because we have so many of them they just were like what if we just build so maybe they're building up to a better a bigger one Maybe.
1: maybe yeah and that would be good if they were but i think also spirit of justice's music was also like wicked mellow so maybe we're just trying to go in a more mellow direction
0: I remember not really caring for the Spirit of Justice soundtrack, but I mostly played the games with the sound off. And I'm playing, I'm playing Great Ace Attorney um, on the TV, which is very brand new and big for me. <laughs> uh, in terms of Ace Attorney, I've never had Ace Attorney be this big in front of my face before.
1: That's true, yeah.
0: And I will say the graphics have translated pretty okay, except the, the judge and his gavel, his hands are a little off; <laughs> they're far too big. <laughs> And he's got a bottle on his desk and it, I don't know why it's there. Because he's thirsty. <laughs> is he, though? He was up
1: on that hydration game before Gatorade made us, tricked us all into doing it. Oh,
0: I see.
2: It's a different kind of thirsty, huh? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the only other thing I... Because I am not uh, a... I know nothing about the Sherlock Holmes franchise. The only thing I've seen is... Uh, BBC Sherlock season one and I hated it, don't at me and uh, the Johnny, or not Johnny uh, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock the first movie and I enjoyed that but I knew that's that has nothing to do with real Sherlock, don't at me uh, so I don't have any basis for the parallels really, I know who Sherlock and Watson are and I know the name Moriarty and I know the name Irene Adler but that's, and Minecraft right, that's the other, his brother My- <laughs> Minecraft, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Minecraft, Minecraft,
1: my Minecraft, Minecraft, Minecraft. Yeah, okay. like my Laura Croft, right? Like, yeah. my. Dare you make me pronounce it? T. I, I
2: don't think I don't think there's anything else you're gonna need to know about it.
0: Well, I guess like I don't know who Moriarty really is at all. I know his name, and that's it. There,
2: there's not really anything to know. He is a, a bad guy who does many crimes and is smart
1: yeah bad smart crime guy uh yeah i don't i mean we talked previously either last episode or the episode before about like you know just like like if they want to make Bishonen hot guy sherlock holmes be a himbo idiot like let them right i don't think you're gonna know need to know anything
2: yeah <laughs> right like as long as you <laughs> I, know that sherlock holmes is a detective i think you're good <laughs>
0: I think you're probably. Well, I good. think so, but you, you two are over here like, ah, oh, she's probably like a like like a, a, a Moriarty. I forgot which one he <laughs> said. Uh, you, I'm just I'm just like mm, I don't know what that means. Well, in that
2: case, to to clarify, what I mean is, I think she uh, might be set up as the nemesis to to
0: the big bad for the yeah. whole game sort of will
1: swoop in and fuck stuff up and then leave before you can catch her. Yeah. Is all the mo- all the Mycroft stuff, it, or not Mycroft, you got me doing M-Moriarty, it. Moriarty. All the Moriarty the, thing the means. The
2: other, okay, I guess the other thing to know about Moriarty is like, you know, a manipulator from the shadows like, tends to be behind a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah. if in, And that gets inflated a lot more than it was in the Sherlock Holmes stories by media because Moriarty's just fun to have around as a villain. True. So, like, it, you did see BBC Sherlock season one. No one's gonna at you because you disliked it before. It was cool to dislike it. Um, no, that's terrible. but you do know enough from that where it's like everything in Sherlock se- like Sherlock BBC Sherlock sh- season one, was orchestrated secretly by Moriarty. Right. That's how season one ends.
2: Yes.
0: I believe you. There's a there's I, a pool and his little. cell phone
1: says, it sings "Staying Alive and he's like, I set up everything and now Watson has bombs stuck to him. You remember that? <laughs> I remember
0: a red laser. Was
1: yes, that- yeah, and That's snipers. Funny. Watson had bombs stuck to him and there was snipers so that Moriarty could give his speech without Sherlock being able to smart his way out of it. And the speech was like, hey, hey, hey,
0: hey, I'm better than you. Bye. Right. Like that. I don't remember the speech, but uh, that's that's just because I just remember being mad. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I, the only things I remember from BBC Sherlock are feeling really bad about not being able to get my phone charger to my phone on the first try, like everyone else in our generation. And um, and the circus.
2: Right. The, the circus. Weird,
0: yeah. The weird circus that wasn't a circus. I think I remember it made the circus. Me feel- gross like I was in a dirty room with them that's like <laughs> most of my memories of so sure and a John Watson sweater like honestly this is not good content anyway I remember very little for BBC. okay Sherlock.
1: that's okay uh then yeah you've got the bullet points about Moriarty uh if I could easily think of a different character from a different franchise that is effectively the same I would say it now but
2: David saying and then I... <laughs> Uh, Too much of a pull. All right, whoop. the end.
1: Too much of a... Yeah, I'm trying to think of one that seventy will know. Also, I don't know if I know
0: that one. Um, That's
2: from Gargoyles.
0: Yeah, I, I don't remember Deep. anything about Gargoyles. Um, um, But I guess... And then uh, one last Sherlock thing. So Irene Adler is also always set up as sh- like the woman who outsmarts Sherlock. Yeah. So she's less of a big bad and she's more of just like a Fujiko in my mind. Is that a correct... Um,
1: uh, or not quite. So in the in the Sherlock Holmes books, Irene Adler is is a a woman who outsmarts outsmarts Sherlock Holmes in order to get what she wants, and he this makes him agonize over it because in the original Sherlock Holmes is extremely demeaning to women, doesn't think that they have the same abilities as him, so to interact with a woman who does and who not only can do what he does but surpasses him infuriates him and he learns a lesson right you can you know don't underestimate people that's the lesson he learns she appears in one story that's it every other piece of media takes irene adler and is like well he must have loved her because of this agony so the like fujiko from Lupin, except for one uh, her hotness has no sway over Sherlock Holmes, whether or not she was hot. Presumably she was, because she was dating a king. Um, but two, uh, if Fujiko actually left and never fucking came back.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that, I mean, in terms of classic Sherlock, that's important. She She's just the one thing. Because I was trying yeah. to, like, see if, like, would they try to kind of make, the, like, Miss Brett here a Moriarty? Would they make her an Irene? Would they kind of mesh the two together?
2: I mean... They might mesh. They they could mesh it together. It's, it's difficult because, like... Yeah, Irene Adler in the books was not, like, a murderer or anything. Like...
1: No, she, she was dating a king and she wanted... She had a photo of them together and... The king was ashamed of the photo and the relationship and wanted the photo destroyed. And so her entire thing is she just outsmarts Sherlock just to get a photo and keep it for her own memories and leaves forever. Wow.
2: Yeah. So she's really...
1: No, she rules, but... No, I'm just saying, wow, bad job, media. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but media (laughs) has really fucked her over, yeah.
2: So so Um, yeah, like, I, I would say, like, Outside of a, a distorted view of Irene Adler's character, I don't think that Giselle is meant to be her. But I can't guarantee you that they don't have a distorted view of her character.
1: <laughs> right. I yeah. can't I can't either, but it, it, interesting, like, from Rianosuke's perspective, right? He did not... Um, he did not count her out, right? The whole interaction with Sherlock Holmes for Irene Adler was that he underestimated her and should not have. Ryunosuke does not underestimate her. Everyone else does.
2: Mm-hmm. That's true. So
1: I I don't know if once again they could just be like and then someone falls, you know, Bishon and Sherlock Holmes falls in love with her because she's hot. You know, that could happen still. but Or even Sherlock Holmes Herlock Sholmes could underestimate her and learn a lesson that we already know the answer to because we did this first case. But as far as the story goes, she's not Irene Adler to Ryanosuke because Ryanosuke did not underestimate her.
0: That's fair. That's a very, you know very good summary of that. So I mean, they could take that whole the game in that whole direction, but I uh, Who knows? And then we have Baron von Zeke coming up at some point, so that's just going to be a whole extra character. And I'm excited I'm for sure. him
1: still. Uh, but also, um. Kevin already told this to us, though. Like, I don't think she's going to be Irene Adler because she's clearly the bullet that killed Watson. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> That's right. They're
1: going to make her the Hound of Baskervilles.
2: <laughs> it's also possible uh, that she doesn't ever come back and they really don't ever get to know what her deal was.
1: I'd kind of be more into that than... I'd kinda of be into that. Like Ace Attorney being like, fuck you, be disappointed.
0: I'd be I'd be down for it. I would be, but they might get on the back end, that's bad writing, right? Is In, yeah, unless you do it, kind it on of.
2: unless you do it on purpose.
0: Which they kind of straight up said like they are doing it on purpose to us, which is also bad writing.
2: <laughs> I suppose so.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Um, overall, though, I am excited to start playing the second case. I don't know about you all. I guess Kevin already did, so Kevin got beat us. I'm to excited it. to have yeah. played it. Yay! I'm excited to to start it. I just need to find the time. Yeah. Yeah. But we will do our best to have that up and ready for you next month. Um, so, any other thoughts from y'all? No, I think we can wrap it. Kevin, you. I'm good.
2: just happy to be playing an Ace Attorney game.
0: Yeah, at the end of it, we're just happy to have content. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but love to hear from you all. Hear what you think. Uh, one of our listeners sent us a photographic print of themselves being cozy, playing, uh, playing Great Ace Attorney. So that's Aww. adorable. Uh, it was. It was our Belgian listener. Oh, that's so nice. It's okay. Uh, you know, um, and then just a little quick shout out, RD 002 is streaming this game on Twitch. Uh, twitch.tv slash reddiamond002 or 002. Uh, So, yeah, if you want to just kind of like hang out with a fan of the community and a fan of this podcast, go ahead and watch them because we're not going to be streaming it ourselves. So, um, I hope you all have fun. Please send us your emails, your thoughts, anything you disagree or agree or just like anything at all. And You know, next episode we are doing case two. So if you want to send in thoughts about case two, go ahead, just kind of like write case two thoughts in the title, just in case we haven't finished the game yet and then accidentally read your email and spoil ourselves. But if you don't, listen, that's fine too. Uh, I'll forgive you. Uh, but you can send those emails to objecttothispodcast at gmail.com or to our Tumblr at uh, Um,
1: Thank you to Dark H 2 off the YouTubes for the use of our theme song Hey Pal and Detective Gumshoe
0: Remakes. Thanks to Podbean, our home. Oh, thanks, Michelle, for the garbage at the end. That's fine. And thanks for Podbean. And thanks to Spotify and Stitcher and Apple Podcasts for letting us be on your platforms. I, I think that's it. Yeah. Rate and review us, please. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, I'm Stephanie. And I'm Michelle. And I'm Kevin. And that was Object to This, so why don't you object to that? Yes. <laughs>
2: Bye. <laughs>